Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I'm your guide in helping you set yourself free from codependency so you can go out and create the relationships you want, the fulfillment you want, and the peace, the relief, and the joy that you seek in your life. So <clears throat> today, in today's episode, we're going to we're gonna do a part, part two. So last week we did uh, the emotional component. Like we're doing the essential series. So today is part two of building emotional safety so that we can feel safer accessing, understanding, and following our emotions so they can teach us and guide us in the things that we do. Today we're going to be talking about three specific habits that we do that cause us more pain, that inhibit our ability to understand ourselves and care for ourselves, and what to do about those three habits. So before we get into that, I'm going to share this out real quick with the community here on Facebook. So if you're looking for additional support, tools, guidance, and education on healing your codependency, come join us in the Heal Your Codependency community. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and on my front page at freetheself.com or healyourcodependency.com. They all point to the same place. So come join us there. I can get this shared out real quick. And now there's a button, and there's a thing, and voila. So, my friends... Let me know if you do this. Do you resist your emotions? Do you try to push them away, deny them, ignore them? Do you try to attach to them to try to get everything you can out of it to make that feeling last a little longer? Do you try to keep them around so you don't have to wrestle with the other emotions that come up like emptiness or sadness or loneliness? Or do you push away that emotion because you don't want to feel it again? It's too scary it just means there's going to be more pain down the road, especially like pleasurable emotions. Do you attach to your emotions in a way that you analyze them, try to understand and piece them apart so you can prevent them from happening again or be able to invoke them when you want or need to? These are three habits we do with our emotions that end up causing us a lot of pain in our world. So specifically, we analyze our emotions, we resist our emotions, and we attach to our emotions. So analyzing our emotions means we take in what we're feeling and we try to figure out why it's happening. We try to figure out what to do with it, how to prevent it from happening again, or how to cause it to happen again. We're not really receiving the emotion. We're not really caring for the emotion. Instead, we're trying to pick it apart in order to control it in some way, either to cause or prevent it from happening again. With resistance, we are working to deny ourselves the emotional experience that's showing up, whether it's in pain or pleasure. We're like, ah, I can't have that, or ooh, that's bad to feel, or ooh, this is too painful, it's too much. So I move into denial. We don't want to feel it. We push it away. We ignore it. We deny that we actually have that emotion. Um, one of my experiences in that is is in denying the fact that I would, I was angry as I was. See, I, I felt okay acknowledging I've got some anger, but I didn't feel okay acknowledging the level or intensity of anger I felt. That also applied to the level of intensity I felt with love or with boredom or with, with loneliness. That was a hard one for me to admit to is that I was lonely. So this was a way of denying these emotions, pushing them away. Then we attach to them. So attachment is about trying to make a feeling stay 
longer, trying to control its level of dominance or prominence in our life. We do this with painful emotions. We do this with pleasurable emotions. It's really about our relationship to that emotion that motivates an attachment. Like, oh, I'm feeling this love and this peace, and, and I don't want it to go away, so we keep trying to keep it there, which leads to anxiety about what will happen when it goes away, things like that. Sometimes we attach to pain because, hey, I'd rather feel the pain than feel nothing, or I'd rather feel this pain rather than feel the pleasure and then lose the pleasurable emotion. So that's a way in which we are interfering with our own emotional flow. We are inhibiting the emotional experience we have and inhibiting its ability to move through our body and inhibiting its ability to help us understand what we're feeling, what we need, what's going on for us in our world. So let me know in the comments below if you analyze your emotions, you resist your emotions, or you attach to your emotions, or you do all three. Because yeah, if you do, you're not alone. This is extremely common, especially when we were not raised or grown in a way that taught us to welcome our emotions, taught us that our emotions were assets rather than liabilities, that taught us that our emotions were important and valuable, and they were there to give us information about our own principles, our own values, our own desires, our, our wants and our not wants or dislikes, things like that. So what do we do with these three habits? So for a long time, I wrestled with these three habits and what to do with them. Um, I explored mindfulness. I explored different techniques for releasing them. I explored deep acceptance of them. And I found that there is this practice that emerged out of all of this education experience I did that I call allowance or welcoming. So welcoming means, hey, you're here. Come on in. And that's what I do with the emotion. I don't judge it. I don't try to make it do anything. I say, oh, my fear is here. Well, come on in, fear. And I allow it to take up space. Now, when I say allow it to take up space, I'm talking about a somatic experience of, oh, it can fill me up a bit. But I'm also talking about awareness. How much attention am I willing to give this emotion? So a lot of times for me, I resisted my emotions. That was like the thing for me. I just resist it and ignore that it's there or I'd analyze it or I'd attach to it. It was like my hierarchy of responses or reactions to emotions. And so allowance, welcoming it, acknowledging that I'm feeling this and allowing it to take up a little more of my time, a little more of my energy, a little more of my focus or attention, allow me to start moving into a pattern of warmth and reception with the emotion. Now, this doesn't mean I had to like the emotion. It doesn't mean that I had to tolerate it for like ever. It was more like, I acknowledge you're here. I see you. I welcome you in. And approaching it with that kind of warmth helped me start restoring a sense of trust with my emotional selves. Helped me start understanding my own emotional uh, relationship and ecosystem, the topology of emotions that I lived with. That's helped me connect to and understand their wisdom. So like when anger showed up, I was like, ooh, what are you trying to tell me? 
because I had been welcoming it in, saying, you're welcome, you're allowed to be here, I would like you to be here. It was able to communicate to me, hey, Marshall, this boundary is being violated. Let's do something about our, hey, this met, this need is unmet. Let's do something about that. It's able to educate me on things that I needed and, and wanted to change in my world. When shame showed up, it's like, oh, you're welcome to come in. What are you here to tell me? And I learned it was pointing me to places that needed love in me. When guilt showed up, it showed me where I was breaking the rules that I thought were important. Now I got a chance to evaluate those rules. Oh, are these things that I agree with now? Or am I taking responsibility for something that's not mine, that I've been taught is mine? When boredom showed up, it gave me an opportunity to tap into my own creativity, to rest and explore play a little more. But I didn't learn these things until I started welcoming my emotions into my world. Like, hey, you are welcome here. And this also includes welcoming resistance to my emotions, welcoming attachment to emotions, and welcoming the analysis of my emotions into my space. It's like, oh, I really want to resist this emotion. I don't like it. It's painful. It's scary. Welcome that in. And allow that to take up a little more space. This helped me build a deep warmth and trust within myself that whatever my body would bring up to me, it would be received and I would work to understand and care for it. This helped me feel more emotionally sane, more emotionally confident, and it helped deeply with emotional regulation, meaning my emotions no longer flooded me and they no longer collapsed me. Instead, I was able to go, oh, this is big. I can, I'm going to allow this to take up some space, this bigness here. Oh, I'm, I'm petrified. I'm paralyzed right now. Yeah, I'm going to allow that to be there too. And that assisted me breaking free of the resistance, attachment, and analysis habits I had that trapped my emotions and that inhibited me in experiencing the wisdom of my emotions as well as what came after those initial emotions or feelings that showed up. Doing this ultimately cultivated emotional safety for me because now I wasn't relying on other people, places, or things to determine if my emotion was valid or real or I should feel it or should not feel it. Let me know if you've been taught that there's certain feelings you're allowed to feel and certain feelings you're not allowed to feel because that is a very common um, form of abuse. This gets you out of that because you're like, all emotions are welcome because there's, there's no bad or good emotion. There's just painful emotions or pleasurable emotions. And I have information and guidance for us. They help us understand ourselves. They help us start to flush out our own individuality. We can differentiate ourselves from others. We can tell what we want and what we don't. And we can learn how these things work for us so that we experience more of what we want to feel. And then when we're feeling things that are painful or that we're, we don't really desire to feel all the time, that's informing us about what to do differently. So this gets us out of the trap of analyzing our emotions and trying to control them, resisting our emotions and trying to prevent them, and attaching to them trying to cause them. So Pam chairs, definitely I was taught everything is fine and no other emotion was acceptable. Yeah, right? Everything's fine. And that kind of weaponization of our emotions against ourselves, like, hey, eh, these are not acceptable feelings, taught us to believe that we 
are a problem and our emotions are a problem. So now we start attacking our emotions. We start shaming them. We start denying them. We start trying to control or or, um, eliminate them. With the welcoming of our emotions, approaching them with warmth, or at least a minimum on an allowance, hey, you're here, please come in, take up some space, allows us to build a real emotional trust with ourselves. And that will assist in assist us in choosing safer people, places, and things because we'll have an attunement to our own wisdom and what we're aware of. So the first step in breaking out of attachment analysis and resistance with our emotions is actually the tool I taught in our first video in this series, Pause, Acknowledge, and Observe. We start there so that we can start observing and acknowledging what we're feeling and what is real for us and then we can begin practicing letting it take up a little more space and we do that in the observation step we're like oh i'm gonna let myself observe this for one minute now i want to do this in small bit by bit ways or tie traded ways meaning one minute 30 seconds things like that initially especially with emotions that feel really uncomfortable foreign wrong or bad to feel little bits of of exposure and experience with them helps us adapt to them, start understanding them without flooding our nervous system, without overwhelming ourselves. And that allows us to grow and change in this in a way that's safe enough for us to change. So start with that. The link for the tool is in the description above on Facebook, below on YouTube. If you're listening via podcast, it's on my library. Just go to uh, healyourcodependency.com, go up to resources, go to the library, go to tools and uh, pause, acknowledge, and observe is in that category. Thank you, my friends, for listening. Thank you for being a part of this episode. Go out there and play with this. Let me know what you discover as you stop anal- analyzing, resisting, or attaching to your feelings and you start welcoming them in. Now, initially, that's going to be uncomfortable. Allow that to be in there too. Remember to welcome in analysis, attachment, and resistance as well. And allow yourself to observe what it's like to just let them be. And I'll see you guys in our next episode on this. So we build into listening to our emotionals, our emotions and what they're giving us. So that's what's coming. Um, also, before we end, uh, the um, eight factors that heal codependency permanently workshop is one week from today. Come join us. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. Um, if you're watching this down the road a bit, and it's not like February 15th, 2023, I teach this workshop all the time. Check the link below anyway. Click on it and get your seat for the upcoming workshop for that time. It's free. Come and learn the roadmap for your healing. So see you then. Have a great day, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye.